have you ever seen the Atlanta skit? You've watched Atlanta? Never. Okay. There's a there's a fantastic skit in Atlanta. They do it. They do an episode where they like parody BET and they do like a bunch of different skits. And one of the skits is this guy who claims that he is transracial. And so it's this black guy and he claims that he inside is he's like he's like 17 or he's in high school and he's like inside I'm a 37 year old white man. Like, and there's this whole, like, dead face, deadpan skit where he's, like, claiming he's transracial, like, and he's just totally different. That's and me. One of the things he says is he's, like, he walks up and he's, like, hey, dude, what's your uh, what's your IPA list at this bar here? And I was, like, <laughs> I thought, I was, like, yep, yep, IPA beer drinker. Is craft beer a white thing? Yes, very much so. Uh, that's fine. I live in the suburbs, but I gotta fucking blend in somehow. I gotta, <laughs> I, I wanna it, continue to exist as a human being. This is Interrobang, the sometimes queer genre fluid podcast. I'm Quentin. I'm Mike. And today's topic, there is no topic. We're literally just going to recap a lot of shit because we may have bullied you into listening to a two hour episode. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. I mean, not sorry, actually. Sorry, not sorry. Not sorry. It was a very no. was a good poignant episode. episode. It was very, it was very necessary. It was good. I mean, it was probably one of my favorite episodes that we've done so far. Yeah, I, I, mean, I would agree. Considering we've only done seven. <clears throat> yeah. Well, so. eight, eight at this point. Yeah. So yeah, we're riding high off of that episode, um, because that was awesome. But. I'm going to also attack you guys with some big new things at the top. I'm not huge, sure. huge, huge, big things, great things. It'll be fantastic. Um, if you were as <laughs> what paying attention to the various places of the podcast, the website, the Twitter, um, you might have seen a couple of changes. So obviously, you heard in the intro that. Uh, we we changed our tagline tag a little bit because um, we kind of felt this was a lot more concise and a a lot better way to defining what we think the podcast is. Um, so that's one of the changes. I'm sure if you saw those, but we've had a lot more. Um, uh, well, let's let's talk about the change of the name because it's a play on words. About we were like we were sitting there and we're like. I don't know. We're gender fluid. And they were like, you know what? Our podcast is genre fluid. And then we were like, yeah, we're going with genre fluid. Do you know what you're doing? Uh, what? You're explaining the joke. Yeah. Well, you I just, enjoy... ex- you just explained the joke. I, I, I enjoy murdering jokes. So it's no longer funny. I'm an ax murderer to jokes. We have to change it now again. It's, it's funny to people who Un- aren't subscribers now until you explained it. Okay. So. 1.998 million from people will know in two years that it won't know the joke for our 20 subscribers we have now. From this point forward, our tagline is now useless. You have s- stolen <clears throat> the thunder from that great tagline that I wrote. Well, that is my job to steal your thunder, so mission um, accomplished. Shouldn't we be sharing the thunder? No, no. It's more fun. You're, why are you stealing my... Th- don't then have find your own fucking thunder. I want mine. So fuck, I mean, it's, it's just... Thunder. It, okay. Anyways. Thunder. 
Sorry. Okay, <laughs> Ted. Um, so back on track. The couple your plans. A couple of changes. Things. I'm always on track. Like you think I'm not on track? It's like I'm always on track. I'm just like segueing. You literally get lost like a little puppy, and then you're just meandering. You seem like someone who would fall off of a segue. I would make it look like I was going to fall off a Segway, and I'm like, just kidding. I'm totally fine. Oh, no. Okay. Anyways. You would, you would, you'd be that guy to literally fall face forward on a Segway. <laughs> All right. Anyways, so changes <laughs> to the podcast. Getting so, back to the point here. No, there's no point. There is never a point. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to life. We've made a lot of big changes in the last couple of weeks, which is why we had to do a hiatus. So the result of that are a couple of things. First of all, if you were savvy enough, we have an Instagram. We've been mentioning it on Twitter. Um, this felt like another vehicle for us to just literally put out, you know, some photos that we might take, as well as a easy way for you to get notifications of when an episode's up and seeing the pretty art that's being made around it. So check that out. That's at Intero Podcast on the Instagram as well. We. I've been we've been tweeting it out so if you follow us on Twitter as well you've probably seen this already. Next big thing, this is kind of a big thing and it's really more of Mike's big thing, which is his first and only big thing that he's been doing in the entire podcast. Uh we have a Reddit. We have a Reddit. Yeah. And uh, I I don't Reddit, so this is new to me. You say is you like are lurking on random Reddits right now. Yeah, but I'm not active. Them. I'm not like okay, it's okay, fair. Uh yeah, so we have a Reddit. Um, I'm going to start, you know, eventually putting things in there. Uh, I think it'll just be really fun to sort of have some posts, have a conversation with, with our subscribers and sort of get some uh, feedback and, you know, stories from you guys that we want to talk about over time. Um, it is at reddit.com slash r slash something. Uh, it is reddit.com slash r slash podcast, all one word. Um so feel free to post any comments there or anything there. Uh, we're going to come up and post some things. Uh, I think that's where we're going to put our like our questions and our feedback for we want to hear from listeners when we're trying to do some development of some of our stories. Um, and look forward to seeing some things there. Again, it's reddit.com slash r slash podcast. And I spelled it right this time. I'm by the way so surprised that you actually know how to spell the name of the podcast that you are a part of. I am too. Need I remind you of Midley and Mildy Queer Quandries because I couldn't spell. And I own three domains with different names. At what point did you realize like you should take your time and type slowly? <sighs> and use a spell checker. Yeah, well <laughs> it's never and by the way, Interobang uh, is not like is not in a thing anywhere. You have to like add that shit, so it's uh it is on my Mac. Well, okay. Hmm. Not on my Chrome thing. Oh, strange. Anyways. You know, elitist. All right. Well, anyways, so, we also have... Yeah, we also have something that I'm really looking forward to. This is probably, like, my favorite piece here is we have a phone number that you can text and call us at. Yeah, it's 1-900-GO-FUCK-YOURSELVES. No. no, just kidding. Mike, what's the number? Uh, The number is one. Uh, wow, he does It's not one. It is 802-331-BANG or 2264. Yes. So if you're listening to an episode and you have like something you literally want to tell us like that moment, you can text it to us. 
you that is probably the easiest way for you to tell us how you feel about something and it's all anonymous we don't obviously we none of us have our number your numbers or anything so you send it in it comes through all we see is just whatever you're asking or wanting to tell us and if you are so inclined to give us a call and leave a voicemail uh a Maybe about a particular topic we may put up in Reddit or ask on Twitter. Maybe we'll feature you in a future episode. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, I actually did get live texted by a friend recently for the Blue interview where he was literally was listening to it and texting me like random notes as he was listening to it. And I thought that was hilarious. So, um, Oh, you're yeah. finally getting that type of attention. Yeah. I've had that since like the first episode. See, I actually promo this. I don't promo this, and I was also, the silence was a look of death I was giving you that, you know, our listeners can't see. Well, it's, it's, listen, it's, I am a very, like, I'm going to put this shit out there in front of people's faces, and it's like, everyone's going to just tell me how good or bad it is, Mr. I don't claim to not have a network, and it's like, you literally are talking to people fucking 25-7. I do talk to a lot of people, but it's, uh, yeah. And you also tell people that you have a podcast on Grindr. Yes. Oh, I was going to tell you my statistic that I ran by that, that I haven't told you yet. I want to get your reaction live on air because I'm over explaining things already. Uh, I have slept with 15% of our subscribers. I don't plan to keep that statistic going, but for the record. I am literally speechless. That is absolutely fucking hilarious i'm done done with this Uh, this is done now (laughs) apparently you're using this podcast as a way to like hook up with guys i no, no no for the record i am not i don't think that this podcast makes me more attractive i think far the opposite i think it may put you a little bit more into the attractive bucket than the less attractive bucket now i think it puts me into the uh weirdo bucket Uh, that's my thing is that is uh, it weird to have a podcast I don't know. I feel like I feel like having a podcast is one of those things that either you are either like kind of cool or a douche. I feel like there's no in between. You're like, oh, I have a podcast, and it's either like you're douchey about it, like you like are are full of yourself, or you're like, oh, it's pretty cool as a podcast. And I think I kind of like play the, I kind of flip between the two. So you're a douchebag about the podcast. I feel like I feel like a douche about the podcast, but I'm talking to my therapist about those things, so who knows? Maybe I am. Maybe Wait, not. no, I'm sorry. Now I want to know about this. I I just mention it. I I don't have it in my profile on on uh, on the apps. Like, <laughs> oh, check on my podcast. But like, I'll mention it. Like what I do, and I'm like, oh, I you know. In between sending dick pics, you're like, by the way, I have a podcast. Uh, you know, occasionally I like to talk to people about my life and not just my penis. You know. So you say hi, dick pic podcast dick pic yes that's what it is exactly so you sandwich the podcast between your penis yeah yeah pretty much okay all right so i'm in a penis sandwich you're you you, uh, you're nowhere near it thank you very much i'm part of the podcast Eh. i'm excuse me i'm like 98 percent of the podcast 95 90 99 invisible is literally about me (laughs) 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 i'm not even okay it's literally because i'm doing 99 percent of it and my work is going unnoticed (laughs) (laughs) yeah bullshit (laughs) um okay bullshit uh well we can move on um so like i said this episode we don't really have any topics because we felt that 
we just want to give you guys something quick and easy and not com- you know non-committal to listen to so we're literally just going to recap all the things that have kind of going on in our lives since we haven't spoken to you guys in like feels like three three weeks two weeks yeah well i mean i guess we should note that we recorded the blue episode the blue interview like what middle of october it was almost like a month ago it was almost a month ago so we've been sort of out of, out of it because we had the hiatus with the blue interview so we haven't really recorded anything up to date on what's going on with us for like yeah almost three weeks so it's so. kind of this is kind of cool that we're kind of like up to speed now and catching up catching back up yeah so like we actually are you know talking about pertinent shit so actually then I'll, I'll go ahead with that then is um it going into our this i guess this entire episode is subtops so that that's all this subtops is. subtops and bottoms everyone's inverse like i like all of them it's fair i'm, I'm fair game but um so i kind of just wanted to like first off go like talk about this blue up this episode that we did on pansexuality with blue our amazing first guests um like just wow like the reception that as far as like people are listening to it and yet have i got any type i have not spoken to him in a while about if he's gotten any type of reactions yet so i'd love to like figure that hear that hear that from him at a later date but it's like i just feel like that was such a like a pertinent moment for us where I felt like we were like legitimate and it was like, this is like our big tent pole episode where we're kind of pivoting into this diff, like we're honing what we want to do. And I feel like that episode was just like the epitome of what I wanted like to accomplish. Oh, I didn't realize it was like that big thing for you. I, I, I liked it. Um, I think it was fun. I really enjoyed sort of talking to blue. I thought blue had fantastic chemistry with us and we were able to keep a really good banter. Uh, and, uh, you know, I was telling Quentin that like, I-, I was like, we should make him like a recurring guest. And, you know, I'm, I, I don't know if you know, you guys know this, but I'm huge on like finding people to bring onto the podcast. And I usually like throw it to Quentin and then he's a wet blanket. Um, I'm not but, a wet you know. blanket. I have, and also no one ever fucking use that term with me because it is the worst mental image ever, but no, like I'm not a wet blanket about it. It's just very like, let's slowly pump your brakes. I know you want to like hump everything that looks exciting to you. You're like one of those. You're a fucking chihuahua, is what you are. I don't want to hump anybody. I just want to talk. You're to them. literally. You're no. You're humping them with their words. It's like you're like that. No one needs that. I feel like you just really, truly, just cannot handle emotions and feels. I, I can. Like, handle I'm excited, that. and you're like you're excited right now. This is too much. Like it's you're like, like can you can you not be whatever that is you're being right now? It is. Thank you. The excitement is out of place for what is <clears throat> what was happening. So I'm just like, please take that somewhere else while I actually you know do work. <laughs> I really hate the fact that we didn't use the we are the gayer Dharma and Greg, uh, si- you know subtitle, um, because accurate. Um. Anyways. So also, uh, so yeah, that was that. Thank you, Blue. Thanks everyone who listened to that. Yeah, thanks, if, Blue. If you have anything, people, anything, like if you want to talk about it, there's multiple ways you can talk about it with us now, as we've just <laughs> illustrated earlier in this episode. So let us tell us tell us what your thoughts. Um, but a cool thing Mike and I did last night because you know we are actual people and we hang out sometimes. Um, we went to this little cool event in Chicago. Uh, called emo night it's based out in la they also have it in new york city in brooklyn and it's the best way i can describe it it's literally a house party in a bar playing 
like 2000s emo music like follow boy the used you know the all, academy is oh my god i was just saying anything taking the, back sunday a boner of a fucking time chiodos came on when was we left ch- i was i was really surprised by the chiodos coming on i was like really we're going like kind of metal like hardcore here with it i mean that kind of was in that era but oh my god like you uh, the, the Twitter account actually tweeted at us because the entire time Mike and I, Mike and I were like, it's like a two floor bar with like an opening from the top floor look down onto the bottom floor, and Mike and I are literally ogling all these fucking guys. We're just like, oh, that one's kind of cute. Oh, like do you see that one over there? And so mm-hmm. I tweeted it to the to uh at the emo night Twitter account, and they end up liking it. <laughs> <laughs> uh so first of all let's talk about like when we were boy watching we found my doppelganger it was uh, yeah he looked startlingly like me it was the hotter skinnier version of him it was the hotter skinnier version of me and i kind of was like i want to be that again because yeah it was he was my fucking doppelganger um it's really weird it's like because uh, i rarely see you without glasses and like the, remember the first time I see you at glass, I'm just like, whoa, you're like a completely different fucking person. And like, that's what you look like was that guy. I'm just like, damn. Except in black skinny jeans that actually look like they fit and a flannel. So, you know, that too. I mean, I've seen people of your build pull that off well. The shade. Uh, I'm just saying. Um, no, and it was uh, it was a fun night. Uh, I really, I, I kind of... So I was thinking about this. So first of all, like the two of us, I I wanted you to tweet that gif of the two Muppets, the old Muppets that sit at the top of the show on the Muppet show, whatever they're called, and like make jokes because I felt like that because we were just like sitting there drinking and like watching all these people. You know, there's a few people that I was like, I'm totally judging the shit out of that guy. And you're like, oh, yeah, I am too, Uh, which I thought was fantastic. Um, I mean, yeah, we were definitely the like skewed towards the older older side of that of the average of the room because I could guarantee there were a lot of people under the age of 21 in that venue yeah yeah it was a little young uh and it felt like it was a bunch of music dorks like i feel like it was a thing that was like people legitimately came there because they're like i love emo music and i want to go dance to it so it was a really interesting vibe because i feel like everybody was very enthusiastic about the songs like they everyone was singing every song like it was like this was like i felt like this was a playlist of my early aughts you know life where I was like, oh my god, I've, I've had all these songs played in my Spotify playlist. Um, and uh, I really liked it. Although, Emo, I don't know about, like, a day to remember. Like, a day to remember could be, like, questionable if they're Emo. See, uh, early May Day Parade is definitely a little more poppy. Like, there was some stuff run, no, like, a little around the edges. But that's Emo. Like, like it doesn't matter if it's poppy. That's Emo. Mm, no. Pop See, punk is like, Emo. Like, see, this is the problem is that, like, I, I think of emo as not being pop punk. Pop right? punk is emo. Pop punk no. falls under that umbrella. I think of emo as, like, maybe, like, you look like Dashboard Confessional is emo. Hawthorne Heights is emo. You can kind of argue that, like, some songs of Hawthorne Chloe Heights and Cambria is, are emo. Hawthorne Heights is screamo. It's, like, early screamo. But I feel like early screamo is more emo than, like, I feel like that's better. Yeah, I, it's a fluffy definition, like, emo by itself. And see, I was kind and, of like, eh. No, see, and, like, that's why I liked it, because it's, like, I'm an emo purist, where it's, like, the actual definition of, like, the, of the, like, genre is that all-encompassing of those sub-genres. 
So okay, so, like that's why I'm like that. To me, all that stuff falls into emo, where it's like you're just screaming and whining essentially about unrequited love or like the crazy shit you've done. It's like the emotion of this of that you're put of the lyrics that you're putting into the song. So I think all those fit in perfectly. But I want to disagree with the fact that you say it was a whole bunch of music dorts. I literally think it was a whole bunch of people our age, literally just wanting to like relive our teens because we weren't out were able to. I think it was more I think it was more nostalgia than music nerd. Okay, that's fair, but I also think it's worth noting that like it was interesting that everybody there knew all the songs and everybody there everybody there came with the like could sing the songs and at least had heard them and like was very enthusiastic about almost every song, right? Yeah, is that with weird the exception to you? of like two? I feel like you don't see that. Like maybe I'm like not used to it, but like I feel like you don't see that where it's not like a specific artist. This was like a wide ranging playlist over like several hours that was all over the map, but it felt like everybody there knew all the songs and was very excited about them. Oh, maybe that's which was cool. I thought I that guess, was cool. I I've experienced that a lot of times because all that music came out around the same time, so a lot of those like a lot of those bands kind of influenced each other in a, in a weird sense, and so I was actually more like. I expected that type of crowd to literally be able to sing every song because usually if you like, if you listen to Fall Out Boy, you probably heard of Panic of the Disco. You know, yeah. it's like you've all these bands kind of blended together. And I can guarantee if you ever went to a Warp Tour when any of those bands were playing, 90% uh, of those bands were also on that tour with them. Yeah, I swear to God, Warp Tour is like the best place to have the conversation of like, oh my God, Warp Tour is ridiculous. We, I, we can spend a whole thing on that. I'm not going to get into that here, but it was a good night. Yeah, it was fantastic. Good night. Yeah. So, um, how about uh, how about all the cocks that were randomly around you uh, a couple days ago? You wanna you wanna talk about that? No, not really. No, no. Don't want to talk about the random roosters that showed up around your house that you were like, why are there roosters around my house? You want to talk about that? I still don't know where the fuck they came from. Like, I I I think I narrowed it down to the to a general location and vicinity of where they may reside because. Apparently, chickens have memory because these fuckers were literally roaming my subdivision from like 10 o- 9 o'clock in the fucking morning because I heard the rooster fucking cockadoodle doing outside my fucking office window, followed by two hens just roaming the <laughs> fucking streets of my subdivision, and literally no one is doing a goddamn thing. And and did they went away, and they came back, and they come back since? I, the next day I saw them in our subdivision, and I think they belonged to this random-ass house that apparently didn't want to give up to eminent domain. <laughs> and, it, like, I'm assuming they belong to them. But to this day, that was, that was Sunday. I saw them on Monday morning. Haven't seen or heard a goddamn peep out of them. So I hope they turned into chicken tenders. <laughs> I was going to eat them. <laughs> I, just, I, I just love that. When you, when, and I love the fact that you purposely did not talk about that with me, and I found out on your Twitter and gave you shit about it. Like, you were kind of, like, avoiding telling me. Like, you weren't going to hide it, but you weren't going to tell me because, you know, I'd give you shit about it endlessly. Look, okay, I get it. The fact that there are fucking chickens and roosters running around my fucking house, I officially live in the country now. I've said okay. it. It's it's in digital fucking airwaves it's here i've said it you i live in the country how much that warms my heart i live in the middle of fuck you i live in the middle of nowhere so that's fine i'm okay with it bring it up again and i will castrate you moving on to how horrible of your life has been in the last couple of weeks uh well so it, 
yeah, I guess it would be horrible we define it. So um, be a little real here, a little extra like over the top, but like uh, so. You know, as I said in the blue interview, uh, all the wheels got stolen off my car, and then the city of Chicago decided to steal the rest of the car and take it to the junkyard, uh, and um, I lost my job, uh, or actually got told I would lose my job at the end of this year. Um, so it was a bit of a rough rough time after that interview. Um, not going to lie, I kind of fell into a, a depression. Uh, it was probably one of my worst episodes I've had. Um had it happened before, they'll happen again. You know, uh, I actually got me to got myself to see my psychiatrist and my therapist again, which has been really helpful. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I sort of have been working through some stuff, and I'm doing a lot better. Uh, I don't know what it like. It's funny. I don't know what it was, and I don't know if I should have been insulted or I should have been like. It's one of those things. Like, you ever have this when someone says like, "Oh, you look really good today." Because yet, or, or they're like, "Oh, you look, you look like shit." Like when someone says, "Like you look like shit," or they imply that you look better today because yesterday you look like shit. Have you ever had that happen? When you're like, "Don't even have the response you're gonna have." Be honest. No, not really. No one ever says that to me because I have a bitch face and no one wants to talk to me. God damn it. Oh, okay, that's actually honest. I understand your sentiment. <clears throat> Continue. But uh, no, it was really funny. Uh, I don't know what. I, I I don't know what outwardly was changed, but after I know that per like I knew in my head that I'd sort of gotten out of whatever I was in with my depression, I came back to work like you know a few days later, and everyone was like, "You look much better. I'm glad you look better." They're like, "I they couldn't I I don't know, but something about me in the depression like there was a like a loss of a glow about me or something that people were like." we can tell that you're off, right? Which was really weird. I never thought about it that way. Yeah, there's always a, uh, a physical manifestation of, like, your emotional state. Yeah, but I just didn't think that it was that outwardly apparent. Oh, my that it God. Would be it like, was so apparent. What? Yes, you motherfucker. Like, goddamn, you were just, like, beyond a Debbie Downer. You were just, like, Debbie dead. Oh, yeah. So, but thankfully, uh, that is past so uh praise jesus let's see how long it'll go um welcome back to the real world exactly uh but with that i had some fun observations that i wanted to make notes of uh i started a land party every friday every friday afternoon i get people together and we have a land party on our development laptops because they have discrete gpus and i'm like we're having a land party and it was funny last friday i started one and i put a i put a calendar invite and it was one and i put a calendar invite for 2:30 and at 103 i was setting up in the conference room and everybody was in there because they all were like we weren't doing anything and i was like i figured you had shit to do people and like no we don't what did you end so, up doing uh we ended out trying to make unreal tournament work because it's open source and i built a unreal tournament local server uh, I repurposed one of our other PCs that we were using for a project no longer, and I made an Unreal Tournament server. But the problem was that the Unreal installer had to download 10 gigs, and I couldn't do it offline, so it was clogging up the internet connection with 12 people downloading a 10 gig, you know, essentially BitTorrent, right? So, oh my God! Um, so, uh, funnily enough, one of the one of the other developers had a copy of um counter-strike that he had had cracked that's what i was waiting for i was like someone's gonna pull up fucking counter-strike global whatever that game is named because i don't it was it was the old one it was like a it was definitely old but 
yeah, we loaded up Counter Strike, started a server, and we played Counter Strike for a couple hours, and uh, yeah, it was pretty fun. <laughs> no, um, and uh, uh, I've you know come out so coming out of this depression, I've then decided that I'm going to be doing like 42 things apparently. Um, so I'm going to be starting doing consulting with the consulting network uh, for my company. That's going to be able to let me take on contract jobs. My other friend is taking over a contract from the office and I might work for him doing IT operations and support. Uh, I'm launching a furniture company, right? And I have this podcast. Yeah, which um, for the record, I've told him that he probably should be doing all these things and I'm assuming his therapist probably told him the exact same thing. Uh, That I only should be doing one of these things? Or you should probably like, not try to half-ass five things and maybe like you know commit to something uh yeah but that's not me i think i'm gonna right now right now my goal and this is i have no idea if this is gonna happen and it probably will fall to pieces it's my goal not happen. is to orchestrate stuff so that i have the furniture company and short-term contracts to supplement my income so I kind of like do two things where I'm like the furniture company and then like I have these short term IT contracts or stuff to like make extra money on the side. Uh, but we'll see. AKA your only source of income. <laughs> Potentially jackass. Uh, so you are yeah. so you are so optimistic and I'm literally just like it's not happening right now. So it's not you can't count it. You're just like, oh, no, but yeah, it's kind of happening. I'm like, no, it's not happening right now. So therefore it doesn't exist. Like that's how He's I am. Literally a wet blanket. It's and I'm not that's so disgusting. It's so accurate though. I hate that phrase and the mental image it conjures. <laughs> I don't know what that image is. Is this like the noise? Is it the, is this like the noise that you you got like triggered by that I was like what uh was it was it plastic or uh what was the noise yesterday that I made that you were like oh or like two things rubbing together that you were like totally thrown off by. Wow. Like I hate the sound of styrofoam rubbing on on um styrofoam rubbing on uh cardboard like that noise or that feeling but really like you yeah it just ugh. oh but you had one that. yesterday that like it, totally it like threw you it off was, it was the fucking when a, uh, the sound waves vibrating through a balloon oh that was yeah yeah you you held the balloon and you were just like you were like completely triggered by I it i hate yeah but the my number one triggering sound is you know like the 3d like cards and had like the ridges if you rub your finger up and down that that literally makes me cringe Really? That yeah. We isn't it weird that you have that reaction with certain sounds? Like I don't to that sound, but I have it to other ones that are just they like. Ugh. It it literally like I get like cold sweats immediately. Huh. Interesting. It is the worst sound in the face of the planet. Uh. So, one of the funny things, like an observation I had, uh, this week, was and this is funny because something you do all the time to me Quentin but like uh because you are not a licensed professional I don't care what you say oh um, so you're literally going to so, confirm everything that I said to you was no, also repeated by no, someone with a no, imaginary no, piece of paper no nope 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 I'm not going to do that you can just pay uh, me instead nope nope uh no so like mental health uh professionals are interesting to experience because if you spend some time with them, you realize that there's a pattern of behavior that they do that's very – it's important that they do it. But it's also interesting once you see the patterns that you, you wonder it's – it's weird, right? And one of, the, one of the things that like therapists and psychiatrists have in, in, in general is the idea of separation 
Um, you know, the proxemics are always you never sit next to them. You're sitting across from them. You never hug them. You never have any close contact with them. If they're crying, the most most, most you do is you hand them a tissue. You never actually, like, comfort them. And it's specifically to maintain a sort of barrier between the patient and themselves, right? Since they're dealing with emotions, they need to be, remain objective. And the only way they can do that is if they sort of are a little bit frosty, right? And that's oh, on purpose. Wow. That's why it would have been right? perfect for that field. Yeah, well, yeah, you're you're a little, you're a little too frosty, uh, you know, ice cold, as they say. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, Andre three thousand. But what's interesting about like therapists versus psychiatrists is that therapists, even though they are sitting across from you and they're never like comforting you, they're a little more empathetic, and they're like, you know, they'll be like, "Oh, I'm sorry, that sucks," or they'll be they'll they'll react sort of with you, and they'll mirror your reactions. So if you're sad, they'll react a little bit and be like, "Oh, I'm sorry," and they won't just totally like not react to it, right? But psychiatrists, I've seen, and they may, I, I, this is what I've seen, and I don't know if this is totally true. I'd love to hear people if they you know post in the Reddit if you've also heard this or you know something similar. Psychiatrists are a little more like clinical. And there's a funny part where they're like, yeah, just don't do that. Like, they're not – they're. <laughs> it's really funny. Like, Wow, like, that's like, literally what I fucking tell you. That's literally what you do, but it's so funny to hear a psychiatrist say it because they like – like, so for example, um, I was saying something and it triggered something and I was like on the verge of tears and I was just like – I had a spiral set of thoughts that was like – it started out as a question and then it just was – I was collapsing. And literally, she was like I, – I, 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 and she just stopped me, and then she handed me a sheet of paper with 10 cognitive distortions, and she's like, I want you to read this, I want you to understand that you were doing these things, and you shouldn't do them. And that was it. Like, she didn't, like, try, she was just like, don't do that. And I was telling her what I was doing with my day, and, like, what I where I was going, and she's like, alright, well, you know what, you're just not gonna go home. She's like, schedule your day, don't be home, because clearly home has problems. And so I was telling her all these things, and it was very much like, yeah, just don't do that then. Isn't that, but like, I feel like you don't respond to that. I did. So this is the interesting thing. So fuck you, because I've literally been telling you that. This is the interesting thing, because it works because at that moment, I think the way I was feeling was like I didn't have control. And the way that she affirmed it was a way from a person of professional experience saying, yeah, the way to solve these things is in your control. Do X, Y, and Z, right? Even if it was... Just don't do that. It was still something, right? And it gave me the sense that, like, oh, yeah, by the way, I can steer the ship here a little bit. Like, I'm not totally out of control, right? And that let me, like, get myself a little bit in a better footing, right? See, this is why I can't go to a therapist. Why? Or a Because it's – I'm be telling myself – I'm telling myself the exact same thing they're telling me. Or they what, – what – at least from your experience, the things that they have told you – because I feel like we're similar in some of those aspects. That's literally what I tell myself is like I don't need – I, I yeah, realize that I, I'm spiraling. And I'm like I'm going to stop that myself and realize yeah, that I, I have the willpower to figure that out. Yeah, I think it's true. I think that um, you should still see a psychiatrist, but I will take that off the air and argue about that one with you. If I want drugs. Uh, but – Yeah, I think it's true. I do think like mental health professionals are not really, they are there to give you the tools. And if you already have the tools, you don't need to necessarily see them. You should just check in every so often to make sure you're all square and then be on with your life, right? Like that's the interesting thing about mental health professionals is that like they will tell you when they're like, nope, we don't need to see you anymore. Like I've had that with therapists. Like I see them for six, eight weeks, you know, or, you know, however long. And then the therapist one day is like, 
So we're seeing you like uh, once every week. Let's just, uh, you know what? You're good. Let's check in in three months. You just sort of see them when you need them and then you go away. And if you don't need them, you don't need them. I think you like the security blanket. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think I like the security blanket and I have, uh, you know, my whole crippling self-doubt is still there. So I need someone to tell me things about myself because I don't actually believe I know things about myself. But I don't believe you. I don't believe you because I know you're a tainted you're a tainted perspective. I am. Oh, I no, I am not. I am probably the best perspective because nope. I am easily mm-hmm. able to remove myself from the situation. You are not. Nope. You are easily a tainted and perspective. present the facts in an objective manner and in in a way that it's a mirror of how you are. Huh? Huh? A guy wouldn't want to get psychological advice from an ex boyfriend. I'm not surprised by that. I, I'm just saying, like, I get it that you might be good at it, but I'm still not going to trust your perspective. I'm good at it. Again, and, and that's fine. You'll fall. You'll. I, I have a list of people who have done the exact same thing, and it's like, I've told you this, and I've said these words to you, to your face, and then they came back and been like, okay, well, you were right. That's fine. They all come around eventually. This is how I become a cult leader. I got to elevate my status. Anyways. Anyway, Um. well, I'm, I'm glad you're feeling and looking better and not being on suicide watch anymore i was not on suicide watch i know that's a terrible i was on like suicide light watch all right you were on like (laughs) suicide monitoring it's like we might think he have he'll if he has an episode he'll break but we don't know what that episode will be Yeah, I feel like it was like, it wasn't like Suicide Monitor. It was just like, well, I'll just check in on him once a day. He's probably fine, but maybe. I mean, there was a couple times last week or two weeks ago, and I'm texting him like, oh, he's probably dead. <laughs> you were just like, that was you were like, that's it? You didn't think to be like, I'm going to call him? You're like, oh, he's probably dead. It was like a Saturday, and you didn't respond to me for like five, no, it was like Sunday. You just responded for like five hours, and I'm like, oh, he's probably dead then. Oh, you just usually assume that I'm hoeing about. Well... I knew you weren't because you told me what you were doing that weekend. So I was like, okay, he hoed and then died. (laughs) He hoed it up one last time and then he is no longer on this earth. Oh my God. Why can't your inner monologue just be written down in one stream of consciousness? Oh, sorry. That's Twitter. I'm sorry. That's this podcast. Yeah. Good point. Go on. Speaking of this podcast, um, my last couple weeks have been nowhere near as intense nor as depressing, literally as yours. Thankfully. Um, the couple highlights of mine was that I had my birthday a couple weeks ago, so thank you for the belated birthday wishes. I am officially super fucking old and closer to 30 than I am 20, and I'm actually kind of okay with that. Being a because you want to be hashtag daddy status. No, I don't. I'm gonna, I said this multiple times, I will die before I'm 40. Like, that's going to happen. I will not make it to 40, because there's no reason at that point. I've lived, I lived, I lived a relatively full life at that point. Maybe I'll have a kid, maybe not. I have a dog. It's close enough. <laughs> what? Anyways. I, ha- I have to care for it. I have to feed it. I have to water it. I have to clean up its shit. It's like it's pretty much having a baby. So you're now at T minus 13 years to death. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of right. Or I sh- actually T minus 13 years to ascension. Right. See what I did right. there? That's exactly what that I is. Did. Did. Um. So yeah. No, I don't know. I like every year when I, I always like reassess you know, what was I doing the previous year around this time where my birthday is and like kind of where I've gone. And long story short, I realized this year turning 27, I just don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> like the, all the fucks are, have left the building. They are gone. 
they do they have never existed it's literally i'm just like i'm doing whatever the fuck i want to now it's like more so than i thought i did it's like no i just had a moment where i was like <laughs> i'm practically dying like i've ever since i've turned 25 something around my around my birthday something medically has happened to me it's like i turned 25 and i my eyes went to shit so i got glasses i turned 26 and i like literally gained weight out of fucking nowhere like i blew up and then this year i had the worst fucking headache in my entire life and i think i had a migraine and i've never had a migraine i'm that much of a white person now i'm not i i'm just i this is not surprising to me i was just going to leave that comment to go it's true. I have like reached new levels of whiteness where I'm now having migraines. Or at least I had one. But so yeah, that happened, but also the amazing thing happened that the following weekend of my birthday where the Queen released her album, Taylor Swift, who I love dearly. For people who do not know, I am a massive T Swift fan. Like Did did you just kick the beehive by calling Taylor Swift the Queen? She's Taylor Swift's like my white queen, Beyonce is my black queen. Okay, fair. I have to have two, you know, to appeal to both sides of my my heritage and then my, like, <laughs> current existence as a white black person. <laughs> and I remember I was telling you this because I went to go, because first of all, I pre-ordered her album when it was up for pre-order in September because, yes. And then I forgot to pre-order the Target edition, which is the 72-page magazine that also comes with the album with all of her like her artwork and all that type of shit you literally texted me like sorry i couldn't call you i had to go to target to pick up the new taylor swift album deluxe edition yes because that sunday after it came out i was like oh fuck i'm just gonna buy it and then i was like wait a minute i could just pick it up in store because target's that fucking awesome so i literally bought it on my phone to pick it up and i could actually pick it up that same day because i ordered it at like 10 o'clock in the morning <laughs> because yes and yeah, on Monday I, t- I called I called Mike and I was like, or I was texting Mike and I was like, sorry, I can't go on the phone. And I was like, I'm picking up <laughs> uh, the Taylor Swift album. And that was the same day that Mike got fucking stuck in an elevator. Oh right, yes, which is my legitimate greatest fear. Yeah, so I got stuck in an elevator. Uh, totally forgot about that because it just didn't phase me. Like it just didn't. Like, how does that not fa- didn't phase me. you are how long were you even stuck in the elevator i didn't even well, ask, so, I, mean, I didn't ask you because apparently you didn't give a shit i so like first of all the elevator there was apparently like what happened was uh there was a, a power like surge or something and the lights and like we lost power briefly for like a half second like a power sag or something and that messed with the elevator's settings or something and it just stopped working but here's the thing i got in the elevator hit my floor Lights went out in the elevator and it stopped and then lights went on. It was like a a half second or a second the lights were out. And then it flashed ground and it went back to the ground floor and it opened. Right? You didn't decide to get off. Didn't decide to get off and was like, well, that's weird. And just hit my floor again and was like, well, I'll go up again. And two girls got in from uh, two floors below me. Uh, And uh, it just stopped like on like two floors short of where we needed to be. Just stopped. And we were just like, okay. And uh, we just we we had to hit the uh, we had to hit the like call button and someone like came on and we're like so we're not moving and they're like okay and they like took our names and then they were like well we have to we have to like manually crank the elevator up to like a floor so we'll we'll get back to you and it'd be like fifteen minutes and we just we just chatted but what was the funniest thing was first of all I believe your text message to me was 
talk to me after you're done. I'm triggered by this. I can't. You were like, don't. I you 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 telling me you're stuck in an elevator. You you texted it in such a nonchalant manner. You're just like, oh yeah, I'm stuck in an elevator. I was like, don't fucking talk to me. Don't fucking send this bad juju my way because I will fuck no no no. I am like, triggered right now by that. Like just the proximity to that. You were like, mm-hmm. but we had LTE, so of course uh, I'm I'm so mad. There were two girls. I didn't get their Snapchat. Like I didn't become Snapchat friends with them because they had the best Snapchat story. Because she caught like she was smacking on the door and talking to people in her office through the door because apparently it was like halfway up to like her office door. So they're just yelling back and forth through the door. And we're just sitting there, and then they were making fun of me because I had I had food, and I just finished my drink, and I'm like, uh-oh, I just finished my drink. I have to pee really soon. And then we were making a whole joke. They were like, I was like, you know, I could, I'm like, I should pee in the corner now, even though I don't need to. And he'd be like, you peed in the corner. And it's like, I don't know how long I was going to be in here. I thought it could have been hours, and just like made a whole thing up, um, which they found funny in the moment. I you know, even though your stone face is like, this is not funny. I... First of all, did you really pee in the corner of the elevator? I did not really pee in the corner. No. <laughs> I was making a joke to them, and they thought it was funny. I, no. See, no. Just never. Never. Nope. 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 See, and I'm moving on for this because I don't care anymore. Um, the other greatest thing that happened this month of November, because November is the greatest month of all time, was the release of probably the greatest technological achievement known to man, known as the iPhone 10. And I got that bitch. Fanboy. I am not an Apple fanboy. I've discussed this multiple times on this podcast. I'm a fanboy. Literally boy. just called it the greatest achievement known to man. Because sarcasm. It's a fantastic phone. I'm not going to actually go into any detail about it because a couple people have actually asked me to like do a review on it on the podcast. And I'm like, mm, maybe. But if you really want me to actually review the iPhone 10 and like give you my feelings about it, or if you want us to have like a really geeky tech episode about that between Mike and I, tweet us. Put us on Reddit. Hit us up on Instagram. Call text us, us. Text us. If you really want to, if you really want that content, we'll give it to you. But we need to know what you want. Yeah. Um, and I also believe that Mike has decided to become a flip flopper after the announcement of the fucking a specific phone that I told you about yesterday, and you were just like, "Oh, I don't know if I want it." Well, I looked at it now, and it, well, you did not. Okay, maybe you did. Uh, yes. So I was, I was super excited, and I still kind of like the Razer phone. I think it's great. I think the like chunky black aesthetic and the giant battery are fantastic. And my penchant for watching stupid YouTube videos makes the giant spe- speakers perfect for it. So so wait, you literally want a $700 phone so you can watch fucking train videos on YouTube? Yeah, that's what I do now. Why don't I just get a better phone to do the same thing I do now? Like, if I, it can enhance my experience, why would I not get it? What enhancement are you getting from watching a train video I'm getting better sound out of two individually driven Dolby Atmos certified speakers. Why don't you getting what you are the reason why I hate technology nerds. See, remember you were talking about being a douchebag about the podcast. If you bought that phone, you'd be a douchebag. I would not be a douchebag because it's very it's understated. It just has the razor symbol. I would be a douchebag if it had RGB LEDs and fins. It's understated. Bitch, this thing literally looks like a black brick. A it's a black slab. Ed, that is very understated. It's got a very machine, understated, masculine styling that I like. It's very aggressive. It is literally like ninety degree corners on that bitch. Like you That's want not to aggressive. use it as a weapon. It is a okay. Compare it to the sveltness of the iPhones, iPhone ten, Samsung Galaxies. 
even the I don't think that's aggressive. I like the squareness. It's aggressive. Anyways, uh, so then my flip floppiness. I did see the OnePlus 5T come out today, and it's cheaper and better, and I already like my OnePlus 3, so I feel like I'll give the OnePlus 5T a shot. So, yeah, a bit of a flip-flopper. Yeah. Like everything else in life, I'm a little uh, um, finicky. Un- I am Fickle. not surprised by that at all, but uh, yeah, if you guys want us to he- like actually want to hear us talk about tech stuff, I mean... <laughs> That's also up our alley, so just let us know. Yeah, so that was actually like all of our like recap stuff for the week, if I'm not mistaken, for the last couple of weeks, almost a month. It's literally been a month. Yeah, that was a that was a recap. We're still gonna end it with our questionable, excitable thing because I have the one questionable thing that I fucking learned yesterday, and that is absolutely fucking disgusting to me, or at least I didn't know because I'm a prude, which is also v- valid. Okay, go on. Hostagram is a thing. The combination of the word ho, as in, like, whore, and Instagram. Apparently, this exists. Apparently, people have fucking dual fucking accounts where they, like, lay thirst traps on one of them and is like, well, this is my, like, appropriate on the other one. Why? Why? Because some people want to have a horny persona online and don't want to mix that in with their regular persona. How about you not have a horny persona online, period? How about you not be sex negative? I'm not sex negative, but I don't want to see that. You don't have to. Not on Instagram. You don't have to. That's why they have the non-hoey Instagram for you to follow and see. Oh, like, there's for example, a how this started. State. There's a deep state of Instagram now? Oh, God, there is. Yes. Like, this all started. This all started because, uh, and I won't call them out, but... Uh, we had an Instagram follower follow, and I knew this follower, and I happened to mensch that I mentioned that mensch, really? Uh, wow, you are outgaying yourself today. <laughs> I happened to mention that I was like, oh, he followed with his non-hoey Instagram. And he was like, what? Quentin was all, I'm like, well, I knew this person. I'm like, yeah, he has a regular Instagram, and he has a hoey Instagram, and I know the hoey photo. So I was like, oh, he's following his normal account. But like, and I was kind of disappointed in that. So hold on, let me, let me not get like hate mail for this. It's like, I'm not... I don't give a fuck that you're posting dick pics on Instagram. I don't understand why. That's what I said. Like, I don't understand why. Okay, good good for you to walk that back. That's, yeah, it was important. But no, uh, that's what I meant. You took it a different spin for fucking, that's how you do shit. Because I could. Yeah. Uh, no, but like, so that this just leads into, um, as a random side note, I absolutely love a Reply All, the podcast. Have you ever heard it? Yes. Uh, and their latest episode, they had a yes, yes, no, which is this thing where they have an old guy and two young guys, and they basically explain like random esoteric internet memes. And one of the things that came up was this phrase "horny on main," right? And then they were explaining it in the podcast, and it's like "horny on main" is when you are accidentally putting things on your main account because you got horny and you posted it to the wrong account, right? And it's because apparently, and and see, this is the thing, like, I thought that it wasn't, like, some people do this with having to, but it's, like, codified enough that there's a term for, like, when you fuck it up and you put your dirty things on your main account because more than just a few people do this with, like, two Twitters, two Instagrams, two Tumblrs. Is this, like, a gay thing or just, like, anyone is, like, a hoe? This was a straight. This This was Reply All. It was fairly straight, so I'm assuming it was, like... Not just a gay thing. Do you have a hostagram? See, I don't, which is really funny. I feel like you want to develop one. I do. Well, kind of. See, here's my thing. I should just do that. I feel like I just like flip back and forth. I well, see, I only have I only have I have one tumbler, and that's my problem. Is it gets dirty, and then I clean it up, and I should just make a dirty and a clean one. 
Because basically what happens is that I like, I really want to go to Tumblr for clean things that aren't dirty. And so I will get rid of all the dicks and then I'll want the dicks and I'll add them back in and then I'll be mad and I'll bounce between having a dick free Tumblr and a, you know, dick full Tumblr. So you went and, to porn Tumblr. Yeah. Yeah. Your so Tumblr is essentially porn. Yeah. So now I, I think I should just make a second Tumblr. That's my non-porn Tumblr. See, and I feel like you would have, like, I've obviously seen your track record on posting things on the correct accounts i feel like you would have completely fucked that up i would have i would have completely fucked it up like i you fucked would, up the podcast posting you would be horny on main probably all the goddamn time nine times out of ten that's i'm i'm again i am just absolutely flabbergasted that, that i don't even know that like i know of black twitter i know of like the deep shit that happens on that type of stuff but like instagram is just so innocent to me it is not well, I'm keeping it that way. You fuckers okay. can't take it away from me. Okay. That's fine. Okay. Well, that's um, my thing, Mike. What about you? So my my questionable and or excitable thing uh, is... Uh, it's well, definitely questionable. It's a bit of a rant, but I'll keep it brief. Uh, so I saw a video on woodworking that I really thought was interesting. And in this, they used... Um, uh, an old welding robot like one of those big ones you would see like working on cars or like building a car like the arm that's just like literally the arm with like six you know six pivot points um they strapped a router to it and they were using that to actually do cnc work so the, the welding robot was holding a router and then it was moving back and forth and cutting things and it was behaving like a cnc mill but it was freeform because it was the welding robot and you could actually it was more flexible so I was like, oh, let me see if I can find welding robots or other things. Well, those things are like $8,000 even used. Like, that's like a 10-year-old one that's like junk. And I'm like, fuck. Why so, were you surprised by this? I, well, I thought they would be like, in my head, I was like, maybe if they're like $1,200, I could save up for that. Like, something that's slightly attainable, like the price of a MacBook. I'm like, I could maybe consider that. Yes, you can save up for that with the job you're not going to have in two, <laughs> two months. <laughs> in two months. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm going to say. Two phrases begins with W. Uh, you're thinking like you literally can't woodworking, wet rag. Oh, that's not a W, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, two words begins with W. A rag is an R. It, wet is W, but R is two a... words. Moving on. Anyways, so at Christmas, so my family is really weird and crazy and they want like detailed Christmas lists every year. And we actually exchange them right after Thanksgiving, but it's crept up earlier and earlier. So we met fucking Christmas list. We met for my sister's birthday yesterday and at it at dinner, my mom was like, okay, what's everyone's Christmas list. And I was like, I don't have anything. I don't want anything. And I put on there a Chinese DIY $150 miniature six axis robot. So this is like, you know, like t- a foot or two feet tall or something. And I'm going to strap, I'm going to strap a Dremel to it and try it out next month when it comes in. I'm assuming on Christmas and like make it do CNC stuff. Uh, this is where my life is gone right now. Like this is what I'm, I'm gone with. Is this and a cry I'm, for help? No, no, this is a cry. For, <laughs> this is, this is me. This is the funny part is that this is me when I'm in a good mood is I'm like, Oh, I wonder if I can get a six-axis robot from China and strap a Dremel to it. I have a feeling that you're going to end up getting some, like, spyware or something. I, like, how? It's, it, it's going like, to be, the like... the robot's going to be infected with spyware? Oh, yeah. The robot is, like, a spy for the Chinese. It's... It would be the most adorable spy ever if it was. You could make you could make a whole movie out of that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. New, you could new get legs Pixar and wheels. Movie. It'd be a Pixar movie, and it could have wheels, and oh, my God, it'd be adorable. 
be like Wally, except creepier because it's just one arm. Uh, anyways, that's my questionable excitable. And I think that's all we have. Is that it? Wow. Yeah, we've managed to fill an hour. I know. It's impressive. Roll credits. Roll credits. Roll credits! You know, I love saying that. I know you do. So thanks for listening to Interrobang. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast. Shoot us a text or leave us a voicemail at our new number, 802-331-BANG. That's 802-331-2264. If email is more your speed, you can hit us up at enteropodcast at gmail.com. That's I-N-T-E-R-R-O podcast. We're also on Reddit. You can actually now find us on Apple Podcasts, a newly adi- new addition here. We're on Google Play. You can find us on Overcast. Essentially, anywhere that podcast exists, we're on those motherfuckers. So check us out there. Um, leave us a review, rate us, and let us know whatever you're thinking. And if you have ideas for topics you would like us to cover, send those our way as well because we will literally do whatever you tell us. Actually, Mike will literally do whatever you tell us. I will Anything. not. Um, until he will judge next- you for it. I Yes, I will. But until then... Hey, Mike. Hey, Quinn. Happy World Philosophy Day. Is happiness a thing? I mean, really. Okay. See, you made something really, like, nice, and you just ruined it. I think I'm just having a good joke. You literally... No, you literally ruined it. I was actually trying to be nice this time. Yeah, that doesn't work. And have a legitimate holiday that people would probably like. They can still like it. Mm, You ruined it. I'm done with this. Bye. Bye.